0: Some might call you a pro, some might call you an amateur. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be professional. So stick around and find out if you are one or not. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm David. And we took two mild cynics who share their self proclaimed expertise in the fields of Christianity, church culture, music, sports, and current events. We put them in a room and hit record. Welcome to the Be Legit, Don't Suck podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Be Legit, Don't Suck podcast, all about being legit and not sucking. Yeah. That is our M.O. Woo! It's going to be good. So today, I'm very excited. Um, Another recurring segment idea. I threw out, I asked people some questions like, hey, what's something we should talk about? Yeah. Um, Aside from ones that meant nothing to me, Caden Rice, I'm talking to you, (laughs) Um, and weren't important, I actually did get a really great question. That David, I'm curious that you would answer. Okay. Um, the question was from Brandon Cartwright, our dear friend. Oh yeah, Brando. Uh, yeah, he's just he's a good dude, smart guy. Yeah. Question is this: is how many hours a week do you spend learning? <gasps> Exposed. Mm. <laughs> Zero.
1: <laughs> um, well, I guess it depends on how you define learning, because yeah. some people are like, if you're reading books, then you're learning. And other people are like, like you and I, mm-hmm. if you're watching YouTube videos. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have, I have so much knowledge mm-hmm. on cobble, cobbling, cobbling. How do you say that? Like cobblers, like people. Like shoemaking? shoe shoemaking? Yeah. The, shoe the cob, ma- cobblers? <laughs> like that? Like the. <laughs> I learned so much <laughs> about restoring shoes and I don't know why. On YouTube? I on YouTube. Dude. Is I, that I, recently? It's like in like in the last year. Oh. I'm so knowledgeable. Like Yeah. Dude, Are you
0: ready to like design a shoe now? I- I'm that... really
1: smart when it comes to <laughs> cobbler stuff. Wow,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> this is how come you never talked about this
1: before. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that when you're when you're a genius, you kinda just keep it to yourself. You yeah, know? Like, you, you know? don't
0: need to flaunt it. Right. So Yeah. I know how to cobble. I <laughs> ain't no thing. <laughs> but it's like
1: I spent a lot of time learning yeah what and in part because i want to a lot of stuff that i want to do i want to do it myself right like uh i mean um tracking a vocal mm. or fixing a guitar or mm. um or even like stuff around the house like mm. fixing a a a stuck um disposal Oh, yeah and things like that, like I spend a lot of time like learning stuff I, right. I repaired like a window in my car that was like broken or something. so yeah, yeah, I spent a lot of time doing that. so I don't know if I had to put a number on it, I'd probably spend like 30 hours a week mm. just watching videos learning.
0: yeah, I think that's good. I, I guess that's good, right? yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I'm about the same yeah. um my thing is just like I'm the perpetual like, oh, did you know? <laughs> I, like, just read the most random, stupid articles, mm-hmm. and I it's, like, if I learn a piece of information that really catches my interest, I can't just be, like, oh, that's cool. Right. I have to, like, dive in, and I yeah. gotta, like, figure it out. Like, I learn random stuff about space all the time. Oh, yeah. And I have no need to. I don't want to know the boring parts. Right. I don't want to know the, the math. Yeah. I just want to know the cool stuff. Like, hey, Hi. did you know there's a planet that rains diamonds? Like, <laughs> that's dope.
1: It's important to know that stuff. Right. again you want people to think that you're an expert yes that's all that's all if you you could do that you you've done something man
0: i say i think a good rule of thumb for learning is always be learning something oh yeah um i think it's just good to put that into practice yeah and i don't i guess like never be satisfied with it like yeah don't think you know everything whatever it is you're trying if it's like say if that question's in the context of like what do you do professionally Mm. Or whatever, um, I'd say never feel like you know it all, mm. um, and also don't be afraid to learn from anybody. You yeah. know, even if it's someone who hasn't been doing it as long as you, they yeah. might be doing it in a better way, right? right. And you can learn from that. So. Oh yeah,
1: no, I know we we make jokes a lot about how we pretend to be experts yeah. and stuff, <laughs> but I don't think we really do. I think we yeah. we try to learn, and right. so, anyways, to answer Brandon's question, yeah, probably like close to thirty hours a week i i it's a lot of time and i do it yeah. through youtube or reading articles like you right um and just because and i think because of curiosity or mm. because i just or say one i want to save money right. like i think about how much it would have cost for a guy to or a repair shop to repair my broken window on the on the suv mm. so and i just did it myself and the part was like six bucks on mm. amazon
0: Man, so. doing stuff to your car that can be one of the fastest ways to save you money. I don't know how to do jack squat right, right. on my car. I like I just learned to change my oil like this last year. Oh, really? And nice. I can change a tire. That's about it. Yeah. So I feel like those are the the ones enough that like yeah. I can still say like yeah I can fix my car. Yeah. But <laughs> if, like an alternator or something goes out, I'm done. Like oh, I don't you, know. You're a man's man. Yeah. You I changed change the, my oil. Oh heck yeah, you dude. Know? I put my shoes on one foot at a time. Ha. Okay, wait, what? Yeah, man. Oh yeah, that makes sense. No, it's okay. it's
1: normal. It's not like Jim, right?
0: Where what is oh, it that Jim does? Yeah, our our pastor does this weird thing. Well, we had this debate. Yeah. Um, and he was very adamant on the platform. He said that it's sock shoe, sock shoe. Ew. That's the order, the proper order. He claimed. <laughs> the proper. And it's I think you order. have to have something wrong with you to do that, man. It's yeah, sock that's not sock. Right. Yeah, Jim. So socks are on,
1: and right. then the shoes.
0: Yes. And his whole thing, he's like, well, I don't have to pick my foot up twice. <laughs> I'm like, that, that That still doesn't make any sense. Even if you're picking it up, you're only picking it up like a foot. It's not that big a deal. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah, so sock, sock, Jim, shoe, shoe. Pastor Jim, if you're listening, you're doing it wrong, man. Yeah. It's weird. And we're sorry. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we please, apologize. <laughs> please, please don't fire us. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, that, that's how much that's I it. spend probably learning. That's good. Maybe that,
0: That's good things. Um, I am curious, though, if you... People let us know somewhere, somehow, how you put your shoes on and your socks. I'm curious (laughs) now. Um, But yeah, anyway, all this about learning is a good segue into what our topic for today is, Mm -hmm. which is um, I'm going to call it the art of being a professional. Ooh. The art of it, being a pro. Yeah. As I'm curious, um, it'd be interesting to, like, if you just had a random group of people and you asked them, Are you a professional? Mm. and like how many would raise their hand or like think they are and where does that come from are they thinking yeah. is the context oh my occupation my right. career I'm at a high level in my career so I'm a professional right. or my work ethic I try to be professional in everything I do um, you know there's a lot of yeah. context for the word professional uh, and I thought that'd be something because we've talked about it yeah. a lot like what it means to become professional in something yeah um, I, and
1: I think I'm, I'm I think i I think I think I know what it means to be a yeah. professional. Is it
0: something like before you even give your definition, would you say you are a professional like in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. that I'm a professional in what I do like because to me to be a professional is like you're you've monetized what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. You found a way to monetize it. Yeah. So you're now doing it professionally. Right. Like I just like I just did I just did my first um I applied for for an LLC mm-hmm. for my production company for my um, publishing companies. Sorry, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I feel like I'm doing it professionally now. Like right. this is my profession. So, but I feel like, yeah. you, like if you're a musician, say, and um, and you go and play shows and mm-hmm. you're getting paid, you're a professional. Like that's right. how I see it. Right? Yeah.
0: It's hard too, because like with something like. Being a professional musician, it's way more nuanced, right? Because a lot of people will think, "Well, it's skill level. Maybe you're not as good as this guy or that guy. Like, I don't play like John Mayer, so I can't be a professional guitarist." I haven't gone pro yet. If you're getting the gig and you're getting paid and you're putting it out there, yeah. If
1: if someone's paying you right money, right, you know what I mean, like that, then you got to you probably you're probably good. Right. And that's not to say that, because there are good musicians who aren't getting paid right now. Right. So it's not to say like you're not good. Yeah. Because I think what we're eventually going to get to in this conversation is like, it's really an attitude. Mm -hmm. It's like how you carry yourself. Like Sure. And and if you want to become pro in the way we've defined it, then you better start acting pro, even if you're not pro yet.
0: Right. It's habits, really. It's like, you got to form that right habits to be pro at something, right? Absolutely, attitude, habit, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we were taught we sort of talked about this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode one, you can check it out. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were we were talking about how uh, some of the reasons why people are not legit and why they suck is is because you want to because um, people don't actually like things Mm -hmm. like people people don't uh, you used a word that your teacher Mm -hmm. that your teacher told you uh, was it enjoy things or or, uh Uh, be passionate yeah be passionate so yeah people aren't really passionate about stuff i think but they want to be perceived Mm. as passionate yeah like that's like the the big thing so people will repost like and especially when it comes to like moral Mm-hmm. Type things, you know. <laughs> right. um, people want to post about it, and they want to be perceived as like they're really passionate about whatever this is. Right. And a lot of people, and some some of them are, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are not. They just want they just want that perception. Right. like I want you to think that I'm passionate about something. But I don't, I don't, nobody really likes anything. Yeah. Nobody's really passionate about anything. Right. And um, I say nobody, but you know you know <laughs> what I mean. It's like a lot of people. Right. So when I think about professionalism, like I think immediately about young people, Mm. like younger people tend to not carry themselves as professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a part of it is because there's not really like this deeply rooted passion in Mm -hmm. any one thing. Right. You know, it's just sort of like, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. But you know, um, Oh man, I'm about to do that thing that I hate. But like when I was young, oh, you know? go for it, man.
0: <laughs> old man Reyes.
1: Let's yeah, go. Old man
0: Reyes here. <laughs> see?
1: When I was a young one. Uh, so me and my buddy Eli, and eventually we didn't have Eli on the show. But oh, me, man, me, good... yeah, mean, we grew up together. We're about to say he's actually older than me, and he's approaching 40 quickly, Ooh. man. It's hilarious. Oh, man, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. But we're we're I'm right there behind him, so yeah. I can't really say much. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you know, we grew up and music was our th- was our bag, baby. Yeah. Like music was our thing. And it mm. and to this day it is. Like right. uh, we we live, breathe, eat, drink music. Mm. Music is has always been there. And you know, on, on the last one um on the last episode I talked about how we ha- I had my summer Mm -hmm. album because back then it was about albums yeah and uh i was thinking like summer of it had to be 97 Mm -hmm. uh, Third eye blind oh Uh, (laughs) um i'm trying to remember what album was because uh what do you remember like the song that was really big i wish you would step up from that ledge my friend great song that was my summer of like 96 or 97 that whole album though man like from from top to bottom that's awesome. And and we would uh you know creed unfortunately was a big thing Dude, that we... <laughs> i jammed creed when i
0: was younger man creed was dope the is in and a verdict but i'll say this about creed sorry this is not on topic but mark Tremani's is still one of my favorite guitar players of oh all the time. guy oh he rips man so good the the foot
1: on the floor wedge oh yeah while you play guitar iconic
0: yeah that's he made it happen man. beautiful that's what i did in youth group we (laughs) sat the monitor wedges i saw Tremonti play i'm like i'm gonna put my foot up here but yeah you know as we're playing like chris tomlin songs yeah you know our god is greater i'm like yeah our
1: god is greater (laughs) yeah uh man those are those are some vibes yeah but you know we loved it a lot and then we played the music Mm. constantly Mm -hmm. like um you know we would figure out ways to get into the church, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that we could just jam out. Yeah, and, and it was and it became uh, a true passion of ours. And we were just talking about this the other day. That uh, out of all of us that kind of hung out, you know, our buddy uh, Eli's one of them. I'm one of them mm-hmm. that we're doing it professionally. Right. Uh, a buddy of ours, Jason Young. I don't know if he's listening to this, but he's mm-hmm. also a buddy. But he plays for uh, Kofi Anderson. Oh. Uh, Kofi Anderson uh, is a country artist. I mm-hmm. want to say he's from LA, but he just got like his own Netflix special, him and his wife. What? So yeah, my buddy Jason comes out in and and then he's like, Heck they call yeah. him Big Red. Nice. Um, and it's hilarious because like he's he's ginger. Yeah. And but he's Mexican, like his right. mom's Mexican, so like he understands all of our references. It's hilarious. This is this
0: ginger. Guy? Yeah,
1: this is like a ginger oh, Mexican. It kind of like um uh the the ginger boxer, the Mexican boxer. Man, I'm gonna get crucified for oh, know. not knowing his name. Know. Anyway, say so I'm white. I don't need to know. <laughs> well anyways um it's a passion of ours it has mm-hmm. been a passion of ours and to this day we're all doing it professionally and we have a lot of our friends that that stuck with it yeah but it is take it's taken us like pretty much our whole adult lives right to uh to get to a point where we're at a professional level at least right. like we're living off of it
0: right and we figure you know Sorry. No, no, you're up. But like you're at that point now, it's like mid 30s, right? Mm-hmm. And it's probably the first time you felt like, wow, I am really like actually at a professional level in doing this, right? Yeah.
1: And and I'm sure it started earlier than mm-hmm. my mid 30s, but um, I've been doing it professionally maybe the last six, seven years. So sure. it hasn't been, it's been basically my whole 30s. Yeah. Um, But I would say that one of the reasons why especially younger people and not, and I'm not trying to crap on young people, but it's just a reality. Cause I've been there, you know? Yeah. And it's like, um, y- you don't take things seriously. Yeah. And, um, and because of that, it's like, well, and on top of that, it's like, you're not really passionate about anything. Like yeah. if you want to know why you suck right mm-hmm. now, it's because you're just not passionate about anything. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't really have something that you can be like, this is my world. Mm-hmm. This is my life. Heck, even if it's like a, a a girl or a guy that you're passionate about, be passionate about something, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just <laughs> you'll stop
1: sucking right. if you could just be passionate about something. Right. And, and then let that sort of drive you because yeah. what that will do, it the hard part about everything is the time, man. Yeah. Like, it takes, you know, you started off asking how much time do we spend learning? We yeah. spend a lot of time learning.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, the time it takes you, like, can I ask you this question? How mm-hmm. uh, If you record a vocal of yours, yeah. how much time will you spend editing that vocal? Mm. Long time. Yeah. Long time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Are, <laughs> I mean, are
1: you going to slap one plug-in on there and hit oh, a preset? No. no.
0: Well, and let alone, it's not going to be the first run through of that vocal oh. track I'm gonna probably track through that like seven or eight times maybe Dude, and then the amount of processing and everything I'm oh, gonna yeah. like you'd obsess to death over it
1: oh yeah and so, and sometimes <laughs> like to your own detriment like you oh, just yeah. need to get it done right just like- be done with it <laughs>
0: I've worked I've worked in a
1: high pressure studio yeah. situation mm. and it's just like we just gotta get stuff stuff done. Yeah. You know, we just you just done. gotta get it done. You know, like you, you cannot sit here yeah and tinker with it day yeah. after day after day. You just need to get it done. So you learn yeah. to be like really efficient. Mm-hmm. But uh like, you know, it's like the difference between uh, tuning a vocal yeah. with um oh big surprise, we tune vocals, right? Yeah, yeah. but tuning a vocal everybody does folks yeah, <laughs> with melodyne <laughs> Uh-huh. And, I'll, and I'll explain the difference, because I know not everybody understands, it. but Melodyne yeah. is a piece of software that will create a digital image of your vocal, mm-hmm. and you can go in literally note by note and edit every single note of your vocal <laughs> and get it just right. And then there's autotune.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: autotune man. is like, I can think all the way back to... Oh, love, yeah, love. like Celine Dion yeah. popularizing the auto tune sound all the right. way to T-Pain oh, making yeah. it like a, a hip hop staple. Right. Now you have a lot of auto tune rappers and it's cool you know right. it's, it's it's It a vibe. became
0: a creative tool beyond that. Oh yeah you know?
1: yeah it's a vibe but but there are a lot of guys who will throw an auto tune on a vocal mm-hmm. and and I despise it because it's like It's quick. You just select the, you just select the, and the, the auto tune basically does what Melodyne does, but it does it automatically. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go in note by note and handle each note specifically, but I prefer the long way because it sounds more natural Mm -hmm. and I'm passionate about it sounding a particular way. So I will go in first to begin with, you have to print it onto the thing. So Mm -hmm. if you're, if you just recorded a five minute track, it's going to take you at least five minutes to just get it a mm. visual of it. Right. And then you uh go note by note mm. and it's just a painstaking process. Right. But I really love doing it that way. Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the things that that separates like the amateurs from the professionals. Sure. Is that you'll go the you'll go the distance mm-hmm. and you'll you'll do things the right way, yeah. I guess, because it will give you professional results. Right.
0: And I think that's a good example is like it's almost as grit to do the thing someone else is not going to want to do, or the part that's not flashy about it. Yeah. Um. You know, talk about the mixing game, like time correcting drums or something, you know, oh. um, or adjusting sample, like sample rates and adjusting all that stuff Yeah. Um, is time consuming and painstaking. And it's just obnoxious. It's not the fun part. You know, it's yeah. not the cool part of like I'm laying down parts, I'm writing keys and I'm putting this all together and yeah. dialing in, like all this stuff, I'm throwing yep. compressors. You know, compression's oh, yeah. more fun than like time correcting. Mm. Um, but when you put in the work to do that, like it changes the game of what you're doing.
1: Oh yeah, well, you mm-hmm. know that that made me think about another reason why people suck, mm. right? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> myself Go included, for it.
1: <laughs> and, and and I included myself because this Absolutely. happens to me a lot. But but uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, one of the reasons why people uh, don't don't switch over to the professional thing is because I see a lot of professionals, especially in the music industry Mm -hmm. and every professional that I've met has something that they're really good at that is mundane, but they do it because it pays the freaking bills. Right. And like, for instance, a buddy of mine, he's a, he's one of my most, he's one of my favorite uh, mix engineers Mm -hmm. and, and he is an absolute beast. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever if you've ever had a mix, it it is a whole process, man. It's like it's tough. Like you 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 are your ears get tired. You right. you're listening to a song like for hours on it. You hate the song by the time it's done. Right. And um, but and the guy's an incredible artist at the same time, mm. like music wise. Yeah. So, but you know, it, it, for all my artists out there, homies that are listening, you know this, that there's not a lot of money in <laughs> being an artist because right. it's just tough. You know, you a song goes viral and you make, you, you know, you make some money. You, you can have a million listens on Spotify and get a couple hundred bucks. It's like, it's not what people think. Right. You know, so, but yeah, you can, you can score some good, dough mm-hmm. on, um, on mixing for people. So every professional that I've met who's doing it professionally, they all have like their passion thing that they do, but then they all are okay with doing the mundane things mm-hmm. because the mundane things pay the bills. Like what you just said, you know, right. the, the things that like, I just want to sit and play with compressors all day, Right. but you know, who's going to go in and edit those tracks so that they're nice and clean yeah. and do fades and things mm-hmm. like that. Like that's boring or, or, um, you know, go through a drum kit mm-hmm. going through a drum kit kit and and uh time correcting it is one of the most painful processes yeah. man. especially yeah. if you have a wonky drummer who's just uh, yeah. not lining up like his kick and his snare uh, and it's yeah. just like oh it's it's, <laughs> it's tough right um and or or a keyboard mm-hmm. you know like uh like the like for instance i'm just gonna parentheses don't quantize at 100% don't do not quantize your keyboard <laughs> at a hundred percent like do not do that like oh, just to the grid
0: but it's so convenient bro no
1: no <laughs> man if you need to hop in there into your midi and just edit one or two notes yeah that's cool yeah but man just you know uh, a good buddy of mine taught me a little trick he literally he he played he'd play the bass and he would grab his file and just move it off mm. like move it forward a little bit and it just sat in the mix so well oh. and that's just like little that's tricks so cool. like that but anyways um <laughs> Like, being a professional is like you carry yourself a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I'm especially speaking to those who aren't currently professionals. Like, you're not currently making money off of what you do, but you aspire to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you got to do some things that professionals do. And professionals will look for something that they're good at. And they'll be honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. And be like, okay, I want to be a singer, but... I make a lot of money being a session guitarist, Mm. you know, or playing at churches or, or playing at bars or things like that. So pay the bills, you know, do that stuff that maybe, Oh, but it's, but, but I'm not like a hundred. Well, yeah, we all do stuff Mm -hmm. that we're like, (laughs) "Eh, I'm not crazy about it. Like, um, like I got to do reports that I'm not crazy about, Yeah, you know, and I got to submit them. I'm like, "Eh, it is what it is, but I do it because it's part of, it part. it's part of what pays the bills. Right. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, if I could just sit and be creative literally all day long, that'd right. be great, but I won't have a place to do that in because right. I'd be evicted or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. professionals find that hard to do. So that's right. kind of like the professional look.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before we move on from like professional in the creativity, I, I want to talk about professionalism when it comes to church. Yeah. But um, I'm curious, like... When it comes to working with professional musicians and guys you've worked with, what are some things that stand out to you in the factor of like, hey, this guy was pro and this guy wasn't? Yeah. Like, what were the things? Because I think some people would think it's, oh, he doesn't play as good as him. But I think that's rarely always the case.
1: Right. Uh, Man, like professional musicians, for instance, um, are excellent chart makers Hmm. and they can do it on the fly. Like I've seen drummers, some of the best drummers I've ever seen in a studio or play live um, have fantastic charts. Hmm. And you look at them, I don't understand what the heck they're, (laughs) but they do uh, because a a lot of like young musicians think they know a song Mm -hmm. and they're way off base Mm. and professionals don't do that. Professionals chart what they're doing. And uh, even if they've done the song a couple hundred times, uh, mm-hmm. for for whatever reason, like they kind of have it there because your brain like randomly skips a, a beat. Or, right. I don't. I don't think the brain beats, but yeah. your brain randomly skips a something, and yeah. then you just have like a brain fart, right? right? And so they the reason they do that is because like they're thinking they're not they're not gonna mess up. Like they're mm. not they they they're gonna have something solid there. I'm not saying like you have to have charts but I'm mm-hmm. talking about in a studio setting you're walking in this is a song that you don't know I've seen drummers literally walk in listen to a song a couple of times they they can write up a dope chart mm. and then they can play it like if they've been playing that song for like years yeah and I think that's one of the things that they do well mm-hmm. um, professionals are always learning yeah you know they're uh, they're they're constantly uh, they're fans of their Mm-hmm. And they're fans of what they do. So they're constantly watching that stuff and following. Like they have idols. Like they have people that they idolize. Like Mm -hmm. so-and-so drummer, did you see what he did? Like all the professional drummers I've ever been with or bass players or guitar players or whatever, they all have like their ideal person that they follow. So they're always constantly learning from those types. They're never like, yeah. "Oh, I don't need to learn. Like I'm good to go." <laughs> uh, that's what amateurs do. Yeah. You know, they're like I'm good to go. I don't need to invest anymore in this, right, um, man? And then they just they're just prepared. Yeah, like they're just constantly prepared. Whether it's like warming up, like a vocalist mm-hmm. ca- showing up to the studio already warmed up. Yeah, um, they're uh, they're prepared. Like yeah. they they have everything they need. And and to me, that's like the mark of a professional. Like you, mm-hmm. if you're a studio engineer, you have someone come in like that. Your day is, you, right. you just made that studio engineer's day because they're just uh, recording the magic, you know? Right, and, you're
0: just doing what you gotta do.
1: Yeah, you just do what you gotta do. So Right.
0: No, I think that's huge. Like, And uh, something we've talked about within that is like, if even if you don't think you're the most talented, if you're the most prepared, you're more likely to get the gig. Yeah. Um, and then another element to it is, if you go beyond just knowing what your parts are, but you know what everybody else is going to be doing, and you know just the whole vibe of the song yeah. really well. I know what the drummer's doing. I know what the bass player's going to be hitting here. I know what the piano's playing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that goes even for like, say you're a videographer or a photographer in those kind yeah. of contexts. Like, if you right. know what's happening all around you, that's way more professional. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to like be able to understand the feel and the mood yeah. um, and adapt to it. You oh, know? yeah. I It's you huge.
1: Know, amateurs are notorious for, for being tunnel vision and they only know what they got to do. And like you, and you even listen, like you take an amateur um, musician who's playing in a band. Yeah. If you listen to their mix, you know, their monitor mix, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you it's just their instrument or Mm -hmm. their vocal and everything else is just like way down buried. Like you can almost hardly hear maybe the click, if there's a click, uh, maybe like the lead vocalist if you're not the lead vocalist and that's a mark of an amateur right. I, I think uh, yeah you're right professionals are, want to see the bigger picture or can see the bigger picture yeah. and they want to see you know a professional is the one that's like um, is what I'm playing going to clash with what that guy's playing yeah. or is my vocal going to clash with that vocal etc right. so yeah that's a mark of professional
0: absolutely so professionalism When it comes to the church world specifically, Mm. um, obviously a lot of our context being working with like church musicians, Mm. but also just like working in the church, like as pastors or volunteers. Mm. um, I think it's safe to say, and again, this is keep in mind for everybody that when we say, oh, this sucks or why people suck like this. These are all things we are absolutely guilty of. Oh, heck We're, yeah. <laughs> we ain't calling anybody out. We know from personal experience. Oh yeah. But in the church world, right. professionalism is kind of not always there. Right. And in fact, I think it could be argued that it's almost frowned upon because you sound like you're saying that the like thing you're doing is more important than God Himself. Does that make sense? Like people yeah. start saying like, well, if you're trying too hard, then you're not really like doing it for God right like the musician's too good yeah like oh he's showing off now that's not for the Lord like that kind (laughs) of I I, do I always think about Don
1: Moen's video where he's got you know he did a video recently no um so you know Don Cell Saleh, great Jesus. So uh, I'm sure he's an awesome guy. I don't know him or, and whatever. And and I'm I'm I guess I'm a fan as did yeah. dear. You know, uh, I grew up listening to his music for sure. Sure. But he did this he did this video with like his professional uh, you know, he's always had professional like top-of-the-line professional musicians yeah. on his albums right. so he's got like these four or five guys in a studio
0: i know what the, you know you're what talking i'm talking about. about yeah keep going
1: and, <laughs> and 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 they're playing some of his songs and these are guys that play for top acts right. and so they they're not they're not schlubs like they know what they're yeah. doing yeah. and um and they're playing the music. This is another mark of a professional. Yeah, these guys can shred every single one. And I know because I'll explain how I know that. Mm. But uh, they're playing in his songs. If you know his songs, they're really basic. Yeah, there it's vanilla. Mm-hmm. You know, super vanilla. So he's singing his songs and he's explaining uh, how in church. You know keep it vanilla is basically his whole yeah. thing. And and then he says, "I'm going to give you an example here of what it's like when it's not quite vanilla." And I'm he's using he's using other words, but I'm I'm yeah. paraphrasing. <laughs> and and he says, "In a moment here, I'm going to have the and the band's playing everything just straight edge, like just yeah. super clean, super like professionals Mm -hmm. so then he tells the bass player hey so and so on this next round on this next turn i want you to just wail on the bass and then just just be super busy so the guy's like super busy about it and then he goes to the guitars then goes to the drums and i think his point was like It shouldn't be like that. It Mm -hmm. should be real vanilla and basic. But the comments are hilarious on the video because everybody's like, I kind of liked what they were doing. They are messing around. That was dope. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was amazing. Like, I would rather sit and listen to, like, 30 minutes of these guys just shredding. (laughs) Right. It's so good. Anyways, I don't know how we got into that. But you were asking about the church.
0: No, but that, I think, exactly goes into this. Is that, um, basically, we have this gap in professionalism in the church. And I'm kinda of trying to broad stroke it to even like just you volunteering anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's this thing of, well, I'm just volunteering or so I'm um, gonna half ass it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Or um like, hey, you know, so that we can just focus on God. We don't want you like doing too much. Right. Um, and this sort of thing. Which yeah. winds up you get a pretty lame crappy product which i sorry i'm not using a better term than product right but the idea you know like what you wind up giving is something really limp sure um this comes to even just like you know as pastors it's hard to like run your ministry sometimes and yeah if you're like oh i just want to like i'm not going to sermon prep i just need to be led by the holy spirit in the moment yeah or i don't want to do all these things i just want to focus on like what God's doing, yeah. but what we're doing is creating excuses not to like do the grunt work that's not fun. Yeah, or be um,
1: legit. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. You're not being legit at that point. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's a question in that, but just like your observations of like yeah. why, like why are we so averse to professionalism in yeah. church? And then why do we need it like why is it so important to have
1: yeah well i mean go back in history so like michelangelo the Mm -hmm. artist right and and the church used to be the mecca of great artistry yeah and it used to be like that's where all the great artists are Are they come through Mm -hmm. um you know one of the cool thing about like uh neo soul and r b and hip-hop artists is that a lot of them started in these dope churches yeah like where where the musicianship is just at a uber hyper level, yeah. and um and I think that's amazing because mm. um it points people it points people people back to Christ right you know it's like uh, of course the best art is gonna be in church it might not be like that right now but that's yeah. how it used to be like Michelangelo's right. what Sistine Chapel or whatever yeah. um like that's where that's where you went to find the best of the best and it unfortunately it's not like that anymore yeah um for a number of reasons but i think um i don't know maybe 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 there was a period where artists just started becoming full of themselves Mm -hmm. i mean we see that even to this day like yeah like you know you said it like oh, they only care about the performance. Right. And I think there's a performance aspect to it. Like, for instance, the reason I want to be excellent in what I do as a worship pastor Mm -hmm. is because I don't want to be a distraction. And music can be beautiful. You know Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And it can create major dissonance. Oh, man. And it's like cringe. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? (laughs) And if you suck. Right that's not who who's that helping yeah like you feel good because you're on a platform and you're doing anything but you suck yeah and you're not helping anybody
2: yeah
1: but but instead if you can play something with like this extreme level of excellence and you create something beautiful
2: yeah
1: there's potential there for you to point people to christ and to have people acknowledge the nearness of god in that moment yeah and if you and if you do it and if you don't care yeah. and you're just like mailing it in and your performance is subpar, then it creates dissonance mm-hmm. in the music. And all of a sudden you're a distraction right. and you're just in the way, right? Like, like you're literally just in the way, right. like I get it. You, you want to be on the team mm-hmm. and you want to play, but you're in the way, Right. <laughs> you're in right. the way of, of, of what God's trying. And that's, <laughs> That's my whole point. People think that I strive for excellence because I want to look a certain way, yeah, or I want to appear a certain way. I, I don't, I don't have any, I don't need to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't have um like like some sort of career goal. I feel like I've done what I wanted to do, and I'm really mm-hmm. happy about what I've accomplished, and I'm really happy about how God has taken some of my music and taken it to like crazy places I would have never dreamed about. So I don't have this thing in the back of my mind, like, man, this is a career, you know, career suicide if people right. suck. Yeah. You know, how's it gonna make me look? Yeah. Which is sad because I think a lot of there's some worship pastors that live like that. Well they that. do think that way. Yeah, yeah, they think that way. Absolutely. So certainly that's not that's not what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. I want there to be an atmosphere where people can sense the nearness of God. And you mm-hmm. do that by creating something beautiful. Yeah. And by and by through the emotional tugging of music you right. can create that sort of atmosphere where people are like oh yeah I, i've i sensed god in this place like i yeah. sensed god in my heart yeah. if you can do that that's awesome the worst thing you can do is like create dissonance mm-hmm. and then people are like it's yeah. like a cringe there mm-hmm. like you know kind of mm-hmm. like you can't see my face right. but it's like uh, I don't know, that sounded yeah. weird or whatever. Oh, yeah. And that's what you're trying to avoid. Well, it's
0: super noticeable when something's like wrong and off, right? And it just pulls yeah. everyone out of the moment.
1: Even if you don't know music.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's easy to it's easy to know when something's going wrong. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, most the, people do. Oh, yeah. And and this go <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this goes even, like, for instance, another one that you don't talk about a lot, but like uh, front of house engineers. Oh, yeah. Like if you're if you're a volunteer and you're volunteering in front of house, man, you have a lot to do with that too, because you can create dissonance with frequencies. Oh yeah, and you can have like mud in your mix, or yeah. you can have like sharp high end, like that two right.
0: three k. Well, and usually if you get like loudness complaints, more often than not, it's those high frequencies. It's yeah. not loudness you're hearing; you're right. hearing the wrong frequency. Yeah, at way too high a rate.
1: Yeah, know? like if it's if it's a if it's a man. who is complaining it's it's a high frequency if it's a woman who's complaining it's a low frequency Mm. uh, because male and female it turns out they're different
0: oh wow
1: oh wow right so anyways uh and so there is like these frequencies that affect each gender um, hmm. Differently. It's kind of weird. That's interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. like, uh, we're like men, we're more sensitive to higher end frequencies, and women yeah. are more. That's why, f- that's why from men, you'll hear more of like, it hurts my ears. Yeah. And from women, you'll hear more like, I feel it in my chest and I oh, feel like it's yeah. messing with my heart.
0: Yeah. Oh, the thump, dude. <laughs> yeah, the thump. You oh, know? That's what we wanted when I was in high school. You'd go stand by the sub <laughs> at the corner of the stage, <laughs> get the. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But to hear it's like, uh, even if you're volunteering, you know, so you think about, I was thinking about what are some other things other than church where you would volunteer?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you might volunteer, like, at a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think about Dwight. Like, what was Dwight on the office? He was, like, a volunteer. Was it a fire? Volunteer fireman, right?
0: Uh, They they had, like, it was, like, a night watch program (laughs) thing. (laughs) Well, that that was also, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah like the community
1: watch program or yeah, something yeah yeah <laughs> but like you know you watch those guys who volunteer those men and women who volunteer in those areas and y- you would think that they're paid yeah you know they're they're professional mm-hmm. about it because they're they're really serious about it mm. and i think in part because people who volunteer for church often feel like they're doing the church a favor Mm -hmm. and people who volunteer for like non-church stuff do it because they genuine genuinely love either what they're doing or they care about the cause.
0: Yeah. So, so that it takes us back to what we were saying earlier is um, they've got passion Mm. for the thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm volunteering at a homeless shelter because I'm passionate about helping the homeless. Um, I'm, you know, if it's a, you know, rescue center for animals, they're passionate about animals. They have passion and they feel a personal like skin in the game, right? Right. right. Um, they feel like they have something to give to it. Um, and it's so funny how that's like weird in the church because we have like the greatest cause to work toward. Like this is the greater good. Right. Literally. Yeah, literally. Um, and to come in with the attitude like, oh well, I'm 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 doing y'all a favor by helping out. You really need me around, right? And that's that's not a good attitude. Which I think, yeah. you know, whether that be volunteers, it happens with pastors all the time, and it's oh, trash, yeah. man, man.
1: And I'm look, I'm the first to admit <laughs> I have done that, yeah. Like And and yeah, you feel like it, because you it's man, it's so easy it's so easy to forget because we're dealing in like spiritual realms mm. and supernatural realms. Right? right. So it's so easy to get caught up. And I think that's why maybe it's easier at least humanly speaking, it's easier to do like the fireman stuff or whatever, uh, or the homeless shelter. Not that those jobs are easy, but it's easier or or maybe there's more passion, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. Because it's like this tangible physical thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're dealing in supernatural things with church stuff. Right. And you're dealing with the invisible world Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the evidence is not that clear. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah like one of the things that I do as a worship pastor is I try as often as I can to remind people who are serving like volunteering as musicians and singers like to remind them hey you're you're doing a good thing like mm-hmm. you're you're doing what we want to do as a church like you're helping people yeah. pursue intimacy with Christ uh, with God and you're helping people invest in those around them yeah and that that's that's good. Like that, right. you're hitting the mark. You know yeah. what I mean. And sometimes it's just hard to see, like, especially like when COVID happened and oh, yeah. people weren't in the room, and you could not that you could tell when they're in the room more. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what I mean. Like there's like something like you can kind of tell. To yeah, people are being fed or receiving, or people are being cur- encouraged, or right. you can tell that they're maybe they came in a little downcast and then yeah. they all of a sudden look more joyful, which is awesome because they got to go out mm-hmm. like we do and they got to go be the light of, of the world and the salt of the earth, like we right. all have to do that. So yeah. I think that that's probably one of the reasons why, like when you're a volunteer, you don't necessarily carry yourself as a professional, but I think that's mm. a big mistake.
0: Yeah. And this, and that's uh, you know, we see the same context in the ministry I'm working with, which is mainly youth and like students. Um, man, that's a hard age group to like, figure out if anything you're doing is actually helping them or not yeah Um, and then obviously with covid when you're just talking to like a camera lens (laughs) for a year yeah um it was hard to know but like to create that in people that um this is about the opportunity that a student's life can change i was having this conversation with one of our leaders uh, mckinley rice one of our great worship Ah, leaders also yeah um we were having this conversation like how do you like work with a student who just does, does not care about what you're telling them. <laughs> right. Like they're there cuz their parents made them, they don't care. They right. couldn't give a crap. Yeah. And what I told her is you have to be convinced and believe that the point of their life transforming because God met them is happening tonight. Yeah. Is happening at this thing or when they have this conversation. Yeah. And if it doesn't then you can just shake it off and say, "All right, it wasn't what God wanted today." And realize it's not about you doing it. It's about God doing it. And we're just the vessels for him to communicate it. Right. Um, But that's, man, that's how you stay sane is like, and how you can have greater skin in the game and work for the greater good is being convinced that the thing that could happen that changes a person's life forever can happen right now. Right. Um, And that's what we're coming in to do. Yeah. And so it's being professional and not even like in the, you know, making money way, but being professional in the way of, Bringing excellence to what you're doing, yeah, and believing that it matters, yeah. in the long run.
1: Yeah, I mean, professionals are prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, professionals are intentional. Like yeah. all their moves are intentional. Like nothing is happened by chance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some stuff does. Like if you're a jazz musician and you're ad libbing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but for the most part, uh, you there's a plan to what you're doing, and there's an end game, and mm-hmm. there's like a goal. And I think that um, non-professionals or amateurs or whatever, uh, the mark is that they're just kind of shooting from the hip, <laughs> and very unprepared, you know, right. and very like oh whatever. Because at the end of the day, I'm not getting paid for it anyways, right. and it's, it's a, that's why you suck. Right. Like that, <laughs> that is exactly why you suck. That is why you suck. And and, and it bleeds over into other areas because yeah. if you if you're doing that kind of stuff with like say church stuff, at, you know it could now. It could be maybe that one of the reasons why you can't keep a job mm-hmm. is because other people notice that about right. you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they notice that you're not really professional. Oh, well, it's just like, uh, this is just a whatever job. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love when, I love when, um, DoorDash mm-hmm. delivery people like do everything in a really professional manner. I want to tip them more. Yeah absolutely you know what i mean or or waiters we don't see a lot of waiters anymore (laughs) (laughs) but you know um i like i like to tip when i feel like man this person is going in like this person really cares they're all in yeah like they like they probably don't care about me personally no they 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 want to get tipped well i get like i totally understand you've done that you you worked in that it was all
0: about i mean and they drill that into you like and it For me, it was easy because I actually just like people. Yeah. But some people were just like, oh, so mad. But I'm like, you're treating them like trash. All you have to do is be nice and you'll make money. (laughs) You're working in a restaurant, dude. Like literally be nice. Get people water when they need it really quick. Yeah. And you'll get paid money. <laughs> yeah, that was all it was.
1: That's why you suck, bro. Yeah, <laughs>
0: because <laughs> because you just can't I'm do like, that. You're just not being nice. That's why you're not getting paid, dude. Yeah. But I mean, they had other reasons. Yeah. That they weren't making money, you know, because they make money on Friday and well, go spend it on drugs. Well, yeah, that next day.
1: Yeah, poor. But, yeah, you. I mean, you can talk. You can have a whole other discussion on money management and oh, things yeah. like that. But even work ethic, I think work ethic is important. Mm-hmm. Like the. Um, I, I'm I'm more old school in like I w- I need to wake up at the same time every day, mm-hmm. you know, and I shoot for like this is gonna really date me, but I really shoot for like the five thirty range to get up to wake up, yeah. Ew. And I know <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not saying that's how you have to do it, but yeah. I think that there need there needs to be some sort of routine, like a good yeah. work ethic is like there's some sort of rhythm mm-hmm. to how you do life, and if you only do life shooting from hip from the hip and just kind of you know. Let's see what happens. Like, there's fun in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, enjoy, like, um, Carmen likes to plan. Mm-hmm. Like, she, um, when we do vacations, yeah. my wife, Carmen, when we do vacations, uh, she wants to, like, plan everything. And mm-hmm. I'm more like, let's just see what happens, you know? Well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but, but uh and there's a lot of other things where i'm not like that like i want rhythm and one of them is like waking up at the same time every day and have a routine yeah like i have muscle memory with making my coffee in the morning Mm. like putting the kettle on the stove or putting water in the kettle putting the kettle on the stove getting the french press ready and the coffee ground ground grinded ground anyways i have a routine Mm -hmm. and because that routine um it bleeds into my work ethic. If I right. don't do things a certain way, then I, I know that I'll waste that day doing right. nothing. And I need to get stuff done. Right. So work ethic, I think, is important yeah. to professionalism. And if you if you approach it, like, as a ministry, for instance, um, mm. like, all, all the great pastors that I've ever met mm-hmm. really take time to prepare their teaching mm-hmm. for the weekend. Right. And uh, I heard a pastor one time say, you prepare short to to preach long mm. and you prepare long to preach short it's good so and i think because like you know i'm coming from a latino church and there are pastors that that preach for like 2 hours mm.
2: Mm-mm.
1: and if you if you like investigate a little bit you probably figure out it's because they don't actually prepare
0: they're just going
1: yeah they're just kind of like yeah you know see what i'll start they'll pick a passage and then they'll just freeball it mm. and then come up with something and that's why you teach for 2 hours oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't even know.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah. and um and I think and, and that's probably not all of it. Maybe your church that that's the style like it's yeah. just a longer teaching cuz then people complain it wasn't long enough. It could happen. Yeah, that could be a thing. But yeah. at least the my in my small little piece of experience like that's what yeah. I've seen like man that's so true like right. if you take time to prepare things are just so much better. Like if you oh, like yeah. if you do if you teach in sermon series for right. instance or teaching series um it's just so much better because you get so much out of it. But that—that's right. just you know, professionalism. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Like preparing yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, a good way to wrap this up would be with a little passage that came to my mind. My Bible school coming out.
2: <laughs> Bible school. <laughs> but
0: um, it's Colossians three twenty three, which says, "Whatever it is you do, work at it with all your heart, as if you're working for God, not for human masters." Mm. So whatever it is you're doing, you put all of yourself into it because you're working for God. Yeah. And that's whether you're making music, working in the church, volunteering, you're waiting tables, man, like be professional and put it out there because we're giving our best to God of ourselves. Um, And like you said, keeping the routine and everything, it's you be disciplined in all the things that you can control because there's a lot in life we can't control. There's a lot we can't. Um, And the things you can't, you just got to let go of that and just let God do it. But then... And everything else, like be disciplined. Yeah. You know, it's huge.
1: Yeah, man. For absolutely. I think people people can if you can just sort of start some new routines and start mm-hmm. thinking more professionally, uh, you'll get yours. Absolutely. You know, your payday will come. It's like it's not instant like everything else in your life. <laughs> right. But you know, it is something that is there's potential there. Yeah. And everybody's got potential. Like every literally everybody listening has potential. Right. And you can do the things that you love. And you don't have to be a slave to your job if you yeah. feel like you are. Right. Um, but, yeah, you you have to have an attitude adjust, adjustment. We need an
0: attitude adjustment, <laughs> mister.
1: Um, and I think if, that, if you can kind of make that happen, yeah, man. Uh, you'll start seeing the benefits. There you go.
0: That's all she wrote, man. So be legit. Don't suck. Don't suck. Be professional. Um, that's our time for today. But come back next week. We'll have another episode for you. <laughs> um, La Moneda comes out pretty soon. I think another week or so. Oh, right? yeah. From it this is right around episode, the corner. Yeah, so. depending on
1: when you're listening to this, it's February yeah. 1st. Yeah, February
0: so. 1st. So that's going to be pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked for it. So we'll see you guys soon. And uh, remember, just be legit and don't suck don't baby. Suck. That's yeah. all it's about. Adios.